Now, you, you should have some, like, uh, you know, do you have music that goes along, you know, when you start off your podcast? We, well, you know? we, we need somebody to make us some okay, music. Cause get, get a nice score going. I feel That's, like it's got to be a custom thing. Yes, Buck Fever Outdoors score, because, correct, otherwise you would have to end up right. uh, paying for some type of uh but who Royalties. do we who do we know that's musically inclined, like that that mm. musically inclined? I'll put some feelers out and we'll see what we can okay. do. I'm thinking, uh, you know, if I would ask Mr. Carey, oh, he's perfect. You know, I'll talk to him and say, hey, I'll I'll let him I'll hit him with your podcast. He can like and subscribe. Another person there. No, he 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 does. He follows <laughs> oh, us on nice. Facebook. And yeah. Then, uh, then we'll uh, have, give a shout out to Mr. Carey, and then uh, just see once. Uh, because I, I, I don't think the band is going any longer. Uh, myriad of different things uh, and lead singers gone and that. So I don't think that's a, a thing anymore. So, you know, he's got, uh, as they would say, too much time on my hands. And uh, he could do a score for you. Oh, that's perfect. That'd be nice. That's a that uh, that right uh, there. That is like a Joel Warner level yeah, idea with uh, the spearing thing. Joel that is Warner level. that is yeah. I he's and you know him. He's a big yeah, ideas guy. Yeah. Yeah, big <laughs> ideas. I love it. Big ideas. All right. Well, thanks for having me back. I really appreciate uh, getting uh, getting asked back and and uh, to share in uh, a recap. Yeah. Of, uh, of sturgeon spearing, uh, buck well, fever outdoors, episode nine. Episode nine. We really appreciate you being back. Um, I love being back. We're one short here for now. I think we've got uh, Scraggler is going to come running in here at some point. He's on his way back from some other obligations he had tonight. Uh, but a birthday party, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I, I, I guess party. so. Um, yeah, and yeah. but the show must go on. You know what? Are you, what are we gonna do? Well, we, we, I mean, it's we, eight o'clock. It's past my bedtime. I, it's school night. I know it's a school night. School night. I mean, Holy we, we just got to get this thing going. But we figured, you know, we, we had you on like when we actually had the episode. Probably was like five or six days before the season opened, and then the episode came out like two or three days before the season opened. And so then when we had our opening weekend and we all three speared one, it was kind of like, well, that, what are the odds that that was going to happen? We probably should. It was magical. We, 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 it was magical. We probably should get back on this and kind of do a little bit of a recap, which I would agree. It, it's tough because Jake was the first one to go, but uh, he's not here. So maybe should we just go reverse order? Yeah, or or we can uh, wait to tell each other stories and just kind of do a little recap and oh, go over better. some other things. That's and better. Then we'll save maybe yeah. those stories uh, for at the uh, at the end. I think that would be a good way to to do that. I agree. That's another brilliant idea right there. I I mean Joel Warner you're, level. <laughs> you yes. are going to be taking Jake's yes. spot here before Joel too Warner long. level. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, well, let's start. Let you know. I don't mean to jump in, but I'm going to because that's just how I roll. <laughs> but you know, when uh, opening weekend, you know, there's nothing like it. You know, you got your deer season. Um, you have uh, sturgeon spearing. The heightened anticipation. You, do you have everything? Do you do you have every? All, you know, the batteries, everything going, everything ready. Your shack set and ready to go. You got the spears in the back. You're bringing them out to the shack. I mean. There, you can't. There's only one opening weekend. You know, yep. you, you got second weekend if you know if that in which it, it did pan out. Right. You know, and then uh, then you have the third weekend uh, of that 16 day season 
which is great. And then, you know, by the time we get the third weekend and now, now we've kind of separated those that have gotten fish and that are done. And then those that haven't gotten fish, but maybe have thrown the towel in on third weekend and those that just keep chugging along, no matter what, uh, what happens or what, uh, nature brings their way. Um, you know, and it's just, uh, it's, it's a magical time. You know, you get out there and just anything, the heightened anticipation of what's going to happen and how it's going to, how it's going to play out. But definitely that opening weekend is the, it's, it's, it's the big event. Right. Cause the excitement's never higher throughout the whole season than opening weekend. Oh. Cause just the anticipation, it's been so long. It's yep. been a full year since the last time. And Correct. And wherever you're at on the lake, you know, everybody's got their own home turf and territory, depending on where, um, you know, and, and all of it kind of navigates around where um, you you bring your fish to. Yeah. Uh, you know, and typically you, you've got those stations with DNR stations, which you register your fish. But usually associated with that is some type of establishment, and, and that's how people mark their area. But you know, for us uh, on the West Shore, uh, you know, Wentz on the lake, um, you know, get done registering your fish you, and you want to hang that fish. You know, you so badly want to be there to hang your fish. People ask you, yeah, whose fish is that? You know, hopefully it's, you know, something, that, <laughs> you know, that's that uh, can uh, can stir the audience and right. say, oh, look at that one. Mm -hmm. Whose is that? Well, that's mine, you know, type of thing. You know, that's opening weekend. You know, second weekend, there's still some hoopla and, and that. But after that, it's just, you know, you're, you know, it's kind of the fanfare. Uh, the banners are still there. They might be a little tattered, but nothing beats opening weekend and, and putting your fish on that on the pole there and uh, being able to uh, tell your story with people. And, and here are the stories that take place. Just crazy stories. Yeah. Well, it's like game day, you know, because you got all the anticipation, you've Super been scouting, yes. you've got your, oh, your game God, plan yes. in place, and you go to bed that night, and you're like, oh, is it going to yeah. work? What What's the morning going to look like? We're seeing fish, but are they going to be there tomorrow? You know, running through the steps in your head of when you finally see one, you know, all right, and we got a spirit, and then get the stuff out, get the gaff. It's a, it's a pretty fun, pretty fun morning until you're sitting there for a couple hours not seeing anything, and then that kind of mellows you out a little yeah. bit, a and little then, bit. And then all in all in a matter of seconds, uh, your your it world just, is turned upside yeah, down. It just turns right back crazy. around. So if we're gonna wait on the ones that we speared, we can go to fish that other people speared. And our group this year, it felt a little bit light as far as fish speared, maybe. Um, but your son Jack speared one. Yes. Which was pretty cool. A really, really nice fish yeah, as seven, well. Seventy-seven point seven pounds. Um, it was, uh, you know, somebody's heartbreak, and 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 his rejoicing. Um, <clears throat> when I he gave me the call and I ran I ran over there, um, and uh, he had the door open and and uh, I helped him gaff the fish and and bring it out of the hole, and as we were taking the tines out of the fish. I asked him, I said, did somebody else throw a spear? And he said, no, why do you ask? And, and, uh, clear as day that fish had been speared in the head. Yep. I mean, there were, uh, we had, a, I took a picture of it. We had two distinct tine holes in that head where you could feel that that head was, I could peel back that skull and, uh, you know, probably wasn't, it, you know, that, that weekend, 
uh, could have been that day, although we were out in the middle of no, I don't think there was anybody within a half mile of us or a mile, but yeah, not really. Uh, definitely that fish was speared this year, you know, still had the uh, blood there. Uh, wasn't something that was an old wound that was kind of healed over. It was definitely somebody's heartache. Yep. Um, and then uh, his excitement uh, with that. When we went to the, went into Wentz and waited in and, and put it up on the pole, I had run into another uh, um, a student of mine, and he was sitting with a gentleman, and uh, when he speared his fish, that fish came in upside down, sucking on the bottom of the ice. Well, here, that fish also had been speared in the head, and uh, this guy was able to, to spear that fish as well. So, you know, <laughs> there's somebody out there saying, hey, that was my fish, I re-, you know, but... Uh, yeah, it was something else. Uh, for Jack, you know, we were in some pretty decent water where we didn't need to use anything this year, cameras or anything, and we had our stuff all set up. And uh, for him, you know, the way he explains it, uh, of course, it was all kind of weird. You know, he had no shoes on. He was in his yeah, sock feet. Yeah. And his girlfriend was with him and that. But uh, she had was sleeping and then went to turn the heater off and then uh, – he reached up and opened the door to fan some of the the, <laughs> the uh, cold air in, and then he turned around, and then half the screen, you know, that he he did have a, a TV up there, but you could see down. Right. And his water was a little dirtier. I do take that back. And he, half the screen was black. And he had missed three already. Uh, he and Alexis had missed three. And uh, I think it was a lot of... Uh, you know, one would sleep and the other one was supposed to stay awake and maybe they would sleep and they would catch glimpses here and there. Yep. But I remember him uttering and telling me, oh, no, this will be the fourth one we missed. And uh, <laughs> he went back <clears throat> and looked down in the hole um, and then he was able to catch a glimpse of, of that fish and then he threw uh, right there. And he had he had good two good times in that fish behind the head and... and uh, that didn't take off right away, and he thought to himself, you know, his heart kind of sank, and he oh, said, right. you know, oh, we missed it. And then that line took off, and that was it. And by the time I got there, there was a lot of splishing and splashing going on, and we got it gapped and, and got it out out into the uh, out of the ice there, and uh, then the rejoicing takes place. Absolutely. And that was the second one, so that was, that was good. I think he was really happy because – his first one wasn't the biggest fish ever, and so, you know, people are making comments and whatever. He gets a little bit of ridicule for his first fish, but this one is a really healthy, good-sized fish. So, uh, And not defending Jack, but his first fish is the fish, if they're going to get a small one, people want to get. There were several like that I talked to uh, this year. Uh, Callista Zemer, one of them, she's going to get hers mounted. I think that's going to be at Wentz. Oh, nice. But it's that perfect size. You know, you get them in that 42, 44, 46 inch, you know, where, you know, they're anywhere from 12 to 15 pounds. But, you know, you got all the hackles are just perfect on it. Yeah. And, uh, and getting it mounted and, and, uh, which, you know, a fish that size, you think to yourself, well, that won't be bad. It, it does get a little uh, spendy. So sometimes those smaller fish end up costing a little bit more than getting a larger fish. But yeah. Jack's fish was definitely healthy, 77.7 yep. uh, pounds, uh, 68 inches or so, you know, and that was good. You know, 
Um, not telling anybody's stories, but there were a lot of fish, mine, mine included, you know, in that 60 plus inch range. And uh, the, 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 the weight wasn't there, you know, that the feed, you know, you don't have that shad population out there. So it kind of had everybody, all the fish kind of dispersed. Same with the, uh, that lake fly larvage, the red worms that you always dip and look for in the beginning of the season to see where they're at. Um, you know, mine came over that those snowflakes and I saw that, that big head and I thought to myself, this is it, you know, yeah. and it, you know, the length was there. It's just, they're thin, you know, and, and, you know, there were a lot of them like that, that came in like that. But then, you know, there were some that they were finding food someplace because then they were, you know, anything you get in like the sixties should be like 50, 60 pounds, you know, and, uh, so on and so forth kind of keeps that weight. Uh, going with it but uh, you know some of them didn't didn't turn out that way and I, I remember some of the uh, you know the patriarchs and matriarchs of the sturgeon spearing world that have been doing this for a long time you know they could see that as well that that uh, that was down the weights were down on some of those fish although we had a, a fair number of fish again over 100 pounds that were registered uh, throughout the system so systems healthy you know, uh, you know, could it be a sign of, you know, the, the population is, is uh, steadfast and maybe they're, they're foraging a lot harder and it's feast or famine for some of them, you know, uh, but that'll all come back uh, just as the population of shad or, or red worms come back. I remember a number of years ago, they talked about the population of red worms and maybe the lake flies were gone and um, you know, you could cross your fingers with that one, but you know, they're not. And, and that population will come back again. It's kind of like, you know, when you're deer hunting and your acorns, yeah. you know, you have the good, good years for acorns and the down years for acorns. But, you know, this year had a lot of different, uh, different strategies. Ice conditions were, were one, uh, this year, you know, the main part of the ice, you know, for the most part was good, but just for the West shore is getting out, you know, crack had worked its way open and, and, uh, was just tough, you know, by law, you got to have 12 inches to put out your car bridges. And, and so, um, you know, UTV bridges back and forth, you know, and the perils of getting across those uh, uh, can be can be a little cumbersome. And uh, you can't say enough about uh, our organizations, our fishing clubs around the lake. They put in a lot of time uh, out there, you know, speaking of the West Shore uh, Fishing Club, also the friendship fishing clubs, you know, Scott putting out all of the, the different things, uh, you know, telling people to warn for or marking things on a pin and putting them on social media. So, you know, to stay away from those and all those places, you know, did that throughout the lake. And if you, you know, Sturgeon Spearing Buy, Sell, Trade or any of these other ones, uh, you know, Winnebago junkies or different uh, social medias you can get yourself onto to some not only get information as far as fishing information but also to get information as far as safety is concerned and can't say enough about the clubs and all of that they do uh, and invest to, to put in uh, to our sport to keep us safe as we're going out back and forth you know how many times did we come you know back to the crack to see the Wentz you know, moving those things back and forth. Uh, you know, the Kleins were moving them back and forth as well, you know. Yep. And I apologize if I, you know, forget names, uh, you know, that I didn't mention uh, of people and everybody chipping in. I had a lot of my former students, too, uh, that were chipping in as well. And it was nice to see the young people there 
uh, doing that. You know, Zach went uh, all the time, every day, uh, making sure he's out there. His brother Sawyer was out there. You had uh, uh, Chase Wagner out there uh, moving shacks back and forth and um, getting uh, those bridges set up where they needed to go. So it was nice. It, you know, it's that, it's that younger generation that's kicking in that's going to be there and they're going to take over, you know, where their dads and they have taken over where their dads uh, had done it and they're going to continue uh, to do it as well. Yeah, and it really shows how it's a group effort out there. You know, we talk about the camaraderie and how some of that shows up at once, but even just trying to get back off the lake, you start to see some of that too. And we did this year because we would go out and things would be fine. And then after the season closed for the day, you'd come back and the crack shifted and, you know, now where the bridge was maybe isn't the greatest and now you got to move it and just making sure that everybody can get on and off the lake safety. It's kind of a, a, a group effort there. Yeah, it's for kind sure. of an unwritten rule, you know. Right. Um, and you know, like you said, yeah, people uh, were there helping other people and people you didn't know and uh, just making sure everybody was getting on and off uh, safe, you know, and that's, uh, that's, that's the biggest thing, you know, the East Shore – um, you know, Fisherman's Road and Pipe and going up to uh, up to uh, Calumet County Park and that, that they, you know, they were driving off. In fact, I saw a video today, you know, some guys were still driving off on, on the different spots on the East Shore, UTVs, you know. Wow. The ice in the main part, you know, still 14 uh, inches of ice, water on top, you know. Right. No snow uh, pretty much left, but... Um, you know, they're still out there giving it, looking for, uh, you know, ice fishing, different things like that, trying to get their last hard water fix, you know, before uh, it opens up and uh, we get back out on Lady Bago for uh, some uh, some boating. Yeah, yeah. I, I think my dad was saying that some people are out there already, like in the river. Yeah. Like going after some walleyes now yeah. up in De Pere, that the, sort of Depeer thing. De Pere is uh, open and... Uh, you know, even in our river system is open. I know the last weekend we finished up, uh, we finished up outside of the river there, and uh, you could just see the mouth of the river growing and growing. Yeah. You know, uh, reclaiming back. But uh, you know, it's that time of year. You know, and you get a, a quite a bit of rain that we got. If that was snow, that'd have been something else. But quite a bit of rain we got, and and that's going to change everything and get those fish moving and and get them going. One of the things that, you know, we, when Battle on Bago came around and we went up to get our tickets and we talked to the biologist up there and we had given her name. And when I registered my fish, we gave the name to the biologist again. I, I do the ice fishing team, the high school ice fishing team for North Fond du Lac, along with uh, Zach Went and then uh, some adults uh, as well, uh, parents that have helped out immensely. But we offered to volunteer a time. We had done that with Coach Kobe one year um, to be able to do the tagging. I think that'd be really interesting to see uh, that that happen and transpire and be involved in the sturgeon tagging. Oh, yeah. That would be really neat to take those specks and, mm-hmm. and see once uh, the, the type of fish uh, that, w- that we do see and in our system and be able to see it firsthand to kind of get those numbers as well. be a lot of fun, a new experience. Do you ever go up um, when they're spawning and check that out? Because that can be pretty cool. We have. Uh, it's it's unbelievable. Uh, the you know you you sit there in your in your hole and you're staring down there you know waiting for a fish to come by and 
now you're here in a river and you could almost practically walk across you yep. know when they're thick as thieves and you know going through that whole process uh, of spawning and and uh you know taking that cycle back uh back over and i think the gestation period is like you know 25 years before you come to maturation uh to be able to spawn but uh that just shows how healthy our population is uh for uh, sturgeon in that oh there he is there's oh my god not the birthday boy but uh coming back from the birthday bash right, come on in uh so we had breeze uh, birthday correct correct oh nice there so we'll get you going so we just been kind of talking about uh you know opening weekend what it's like and that and then all the weekends uh there so we hung on for three weekends you know trying to get my wife uh sarah fish at the end uh my son jeb uh, a fish uh, as well and he had somebody help him out uh uh tyler jackson you know if you ever need any ideas you know he's got them all but um he was helping uh, Jeb try to get a fish too, and that's neat too. You know where his his family had filled up, and then he didn't have a you know a, as they would say a, a dog in the fight, but uh, offered up his shanty and went out there and took it up, uh, got it all cut in and got it ready to go, and you know bringing other people out uh, to help as well. So it's all part of that camaraderie and network that you have, and I like to see too. Uh, you know all of these organizations so i call them organizations but little groups now everybody's got their own sweatshirts and yeah you know yeah. whether it's the last name of the group or some name they came up with their group it's pretty cool you know and everybody hails from different spots of the lake and that but it's it's neat to see it and you know this time of year now uh you know Wentz will have their party on saturday uh it starts at nine o'clock 9 p.m and then they go through and then they uh, award people who uh have uh, been lucky enough to spear and they got all different kinds of things that they do with that and they have raffles and that and i know the east shore has a big one too that's uh coming up as well and and uh, with raffles and that so it's one more opportunity to uh regale yourself in some sturgeon type of atmosphere and uh to get together and kind of uh you know finish the stories you haven't told or to rehash stories you know you're always going to hear it and you're see the arm movements and you can tell that uh -huh. they're talking about spearing and you know whether they did it this way or that way or i had it left-handed or i did a pirouette or you yeah. know whatever you know and the stories embellish as you know i i can go on record too because uh when joel warner was here last week he set a weight record straight and and you know as i get older i i you know tend to maybe embellish 83 pounds not 81 pounds joel because i did go back in my time hop yep 12 it was 12 years ago and i was able to to put that down there and i i did have it in there i forget how many inches 72 inches 80 83 pounds um and that was a rare one because we we came out of pipe on that one you know more more of an east shore uh set up there nothing wrong with the east shore i grew up in saint peter but uh um you know um you kind of have your area that you like to go to you know those those people like to be down south and uh those at uh the east the west and then you got the the group uh that's that's up north you know north of oshkosh and so everybody's got their little areas their go-to spots their gps's of all their their spot hey i got some spots in the past here you know where they check them out beforehand and as the season goes on, you know, you got your your list of where you want to be and where you want to go. And if that doesn't pan out, then you go to game plan A, B, C, D until you're down to Z. 
but you're out there uh, still giving it. And, uh, you know, it was one of those years where, you know, you just had to keep uh, moving and, and uh, setting up again, you know. Some of us have the, the availability, not myself, but uh, to keep all week. You know, usually by the weekend, the Sundays, you pull the shacks, you bring them back, you retool anything that you broke or, <laughs> or batteries or whatever else you got to do. And then, you know, there you are Friday, you're hauling back out again and getting set up and getting ready to go and, you know, between that time you're putting feelers out and trying to figure out you know what's what's the next plan who's all gonna go again and and stuff like that so it's always always something it's a lot uh, to do and I think after that season's over and you close that door as uh, I, I remember in the front in the uh, Stuart in the uh Cho- frozen, chosen, chosen, frozen. Oh, yep, yep, yeah. yep, the frozen, yeah. chosen. Frozen, chosen. Uh, yep. You know, when he closes that door, it's like closing the coffin on him. Not quite that much for me, but um, there's that sense of you've been going and going and going, you know, and I can only imagine with that group, you know, they're going every day until that season's done. Uh, and even after it's over, they're out searching, scouting, and, and hunting, and that's why they're so successful you know, it's like, you know, hey, I wish I could do that or must be nice. You know, they put a lot of time in in doing all that, as as many groups do. Yeah. And that's how their uh, numbers increase as they go along. But after you're done and that, that final door is closed and you get everything home and that, it's just, it's, you know, it's like a 7 o'clock and you're in bed. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're thinking to yourself, I don't have to do it again next weekend. Yeah. Because, you know. Uh, I, I remember uh, Gabby, my daughter's, you know, it's uh, third weekend, Dad. I said, hey, if it's spearing, we're out spearing. I mean, that's just the way it is. You you wait all year long for this, you know. It's like the nine-day deer gun season. You know, you're not sitting on the sidelines. If you can get out, you're going to get out and do it until everybody, ha- you know, either says, hey, I'm done, or uh, they, they fill their tag. Yeah. Yeah, well, we've uh, we've covered a lot while you were gone here, buddy. Yeah, catch but, me up to uh, speed. Well, I mean, we, we've we've covered uh, so much. I I don't even. We talked about it, ice it, conditions. We talked about the way the season started off. I talked about Jack's fish. Um, we haven't got into some of the other things there uh, as well. You know, we d- we did touch on on ice conditions okay. and. And and stuff like that. Uh, Just kind of a general overview okay. of okay. events and things, but uh, we we didn't tell like the main main event, all the stories of the okay. three fish we speared and everything. But um, yeah, I mean, you you kind of have to kick that off. You you got it started. Yeah, I guess I did. Um, don't I don't move, even don't move the spirit, Jake. Yeah, don't move the spirit. <laughs> I love that one. That, see, I don't even remember saying half the stuff I did before uh, I even speared it till I watched a video uh, with no one. I was like, I don't even remember saying that. That was that was Terry, wasn't it? Or was or, I? I told you, him you not told to move, and he's like, right. he's like, he grabs the spear right away, and yeah. then as soon as I throw, I said, I got him. He's like, well, good because I didn't see him. You know, typical. Yeah. He's not like yeah. very modest, and or like when I speared the the ninety eight point six, that's a hundred pounder. No. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that, that was hurtful. Uh-huh. I, no, no, it's not. Yeah, right away. Yeah. It just shuts me down. No, it's not. That hurt. No, but um, so yeah, I, was, I don't even remember. It was like eight. Was it eight ten? Yeah, yeah. somewhere like in there. It was not far and into the season. Like ten minutes before that, I I'm pretty sure I saw one, and it, I don't think it was legal, and it didn't. It just crossed the pipes and like turned around and went back out. So um, uh, I didn't throw and all that, and it was under my dad's feet. So then. 
Like about 10 minutes later, 10, 15 minutes later, I'm sitting there and watching pretty much under my dad's feet because our X's went out pretty far. And uh, I can see this head come just block out the X. I'm like, oh, that's a big fish. And I said, don't move. Here comes a big one. And uh, it was swimming pretty good. It wasn't, it didn't come right through the hole and it was under their feet. So they never even saw it. And then <laughs> I, I let her wail and pulled it up and within probably 10 seconds it was out of the hole and I'm freaking out yelling to gaff it because uh, if you saw the first video of my first fish I ever speared it was doing just rolling in the yep. middle of the hole water was flying all over like the Wisconsin Dells and uh, I didn't want that to happen again uh, thankfully this one was a lot better hit it had three tines in it it was a little close to the head a little closer than I wanted to be but uh, we got it out my neighbor was with me that was his first time ever being certain experience, so he was really lucky to see that, kind of like Noah. Uh, broke in the new shack, a uh, great way, got blood and sturgeon slime all over the carpet. So uh, immediately, within, I don't know, probably 30 seconds after I speared I was on the horn with Noah, FaceTiming him, yeah. and I'm on the phone with you. Dad's yelling at me to close the door so he can get, <laughs> get it all situated to spear, and I'm taking tines out and everything, and so that was a pretty cool experience, and that was – my second fish ever, uh, 74 pounds, uh, 68 inches, I think, F1. I've speared two F1s that were pretty pretty good in size. So, yep. uh, And then, you know, about 9.30-ish? 9.30 or so. I was saying before, we, before, before we get going on Noah's story, is that where you're leading into? I just uh, want to comment on how excited jake gets i do oh, it's uh-huh. a fish and and i and have it, the tendency to say let's go a oh lot. my yeah. do you apparently <laughs> is that what it is is it let's go let's go and, and, <laughs> and my voice just goes higher and higher every time i say uh, it. it and some of the uh viewers may not uh and those that are listening uh may not remember but the the first one you speared you you had your knee mm-hmm. operated on yep. and you were in a brace yep and that and that's when Uncle Eric had wondered if the brace had pinched something, you know. <laughs> of, and but I'm I'm telling you right now, when you speared that second fish, and I'm watching that video, it was like deja vu of that first fish. It was it almost was. like verbatim you jumping over that hole again. It's like my signature. Yeah, right? and then you just see the body jumping over the hole, and it's let's go, let's go, <laughs> you know, like getting ready for the big game, you yeah. know. The adrenaline is just there. It's unbelievable. You know, people are like, oh, why would you do that? You know, staring at that hole, you know, um, you know, kind of, you know, that's got to be the most boring thing to do. But I'll tell you, when that hits and and you spear that fish and that adrenaline just uh, uh, releases, it's unbelievable. The things you could probably do shortly after that. Time yeah, frame. I mean, <laughs> the, the adrenaline is just through the roof and. I was really excited. I'm screaming, <laughs> yelling, and our CB wasn't working. I thought it was, so I called Eric, but he came over because he could hear us screaming and stuff. And <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, but I was sitting there, and I was kind of bouncing around from shack to shack after that, and I'm sitting there, and Noah FaceTimes me. I'm like, no way, because like I mentioned before, Noah and I don't ever FaceTime each other. Well, that's how I answered the phone when you FaceTime me. The first thing I said, you can hear that in the video too. I, I answered the phone saying, no way, because yeah. you're FaceTiming me. I'm like, there's no reason you would be unless you spear one. We only FaceTime each other if we spear something or kill something. And then he FaceTimes me. So I'm like, okay, well, one of them got one. And then it was you show me a fish laying on the ice. And I go, oh, my God. It, it, yeah, I don't know how it happened. Because, you know, when we, we've talked about this quite a bit, and we, we've said a lot about it and whatever, but, like, we've just been so lucky, like so fortunate 
with the 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 fish that we've seen and speared and just in such a short time frame and so we were kind of going into this year thinking you know kind of trying to temper the expectations a little bit like realizing how spoiled we've been and just knowing that you know we could still have a good year even if things didn't work out like they had been going and um we had so many issues with our gopros and we talked about that a little bit too but it we would go out and we had done some small game hunting and some other things and even going back to deer season you had some gopro footage that you would turn it on press record and it would say that it's recording it was recording but i think like the sd card was just broken so sometimes it would save it and sometimes it wouldn't and we were just losing footage so now we're going into the season with a bunch of broken gopros thinking well even if we are lucky enough to spear one and it's on camera we might not even actually get the video saved because mm-hmm. everything's broken and then to end up having the season where all three of us actually speared one and they were all on camera and it all actually got saved like it it just i mean you couldn't you couldn't have written a better script there and the fact that yours came right away and then mine came shortly after that it was just so so unbelievable cuz you had speared that one and already it's like if somebody gets one like that the day is a success no matter what else happens and we hadn't seen anything yet at that point but i mean we're like two and a half hours into sitting that's not super unusual and uh i was kind of on break for a while there i was kind of on my phone doing my thing hmm. um well you know usually when it when it comes to that stuff it's like i'm i kind of start off being the one i'm sitting with gabby and ben right so it's nap time it's snack time <laughs> And so I'm the one watching. And so that's I, all I, just Ben. <laughs> that's all just Ben. Yeah. Naps and snacks. I was going to say, you're pretty good usually. You don't ever yeah. really go on your, your phone that much. No, I mean, I, I probably had spent two hours pretty much watching the hole. And then I had taken a break and Gabby was kind of up. And um, then we just recently sort of switched back as to who was standing guard there and watching the hole. And i don't know i I was getting sore already like i was just sitting down looking over the hole and you know when you're sitting there even if you're right out on the edge you can only see so much like you can't see the part that's like under your feet so you could miss one right under your feet or maybe you know see it too late to where then you have to rush a shot and that leads to bad things so I was like, all right, I'll stand up for a little bit. And I'm not standing for very long, just a couple minutes. Straddling. This was after. I that, that I, I did that eventually, but I was just standing regular, just looking down, and that hurt my neck. So then that's when I'm like, all right, I'm going to do something kind of stupid. But I, <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I, I like I do that every now and then. And um, so I just decide I'm going to straddle the hole. Like I'm, I'm just going to step over and have one foot on each side and it seemed like it wasn't going to be that big of a stretch and then once i got there i was like ah this is like you know i i can't even get close to doing the splits i'm not flexible at all and this was like (laughs) pushing my limit this was like the max i like i'm not going any further than this so i didn't know if i if i stayed there too long i didn't know if i was going to be able to get out of that position but when we watched the footage back because the gopro kind of like upscales it a little bit you can see the water more clearly if you watch through the gopro than if you're watching with your own eyes which is kind of weird and then when you speed it up 
because you can do that when you go and watch the video back you can like play it really fast and that's when i realized that either mud was rolling over the axes or the fish was in the hole that fish was moving in and you were you were stepping across yeah and you can see it It was moving in before i even went to straddle the hole so i'm in when i watch it back especially when i speed it up i'm like kicking myself like how did i not see that i mean i was looking down the hole this whole time and when you play it slow it's kind of harder to tell that it's there but i'm just kicking myself now looking looking back on that but it was weird then too because then it almost kind of looked like two fish almost because it just if you watch it really fast which you know i don't think we really put that in the video but there's like things moving in opposite directions it doesn't make sense like even if it was mud that you saw and then the fish comes in after that, they're going in different directions. It just doesn't, it doesn't really add up. So I don't know what the deal was there, but eventually I'm, I'm straddling the hole for not very long. I, I think I said it was like 20 seconds and that's probably tops. It might not have even been 20. And then I realized it was there and quick, get my other leg back over and grab the spear. And I, I took you know, a second or two to kind of make sure it was lined up and ready to go and through the spear. And then Ben thought I missed. Uh, it was similar to when I was sitting with you and Terry and then <laughs> when Gabby came and uh, that first year and Terry threw and I think I was like, that's in front. Yeah, that's in front. Yeah, I was like, Terry yeah, had a that's, few choice words. That's, <laughs> yeah, and then he was mad and I felt bad about that then too because I guess it just distorts your vision enough to where you just like, you just don't see it quite right if you're on the opposite side maybe and so ben thought i missed he didn't say anything but he just didn't really think i hit it and then gabby kind of said i I got him and then we kind of took a second and then once we really saw the rope start to kick we're like all right yeah we got him we got him and uh, it was just a it was a well-oiled machine ben got across the hole then we got uh, i don't think we even bothered with trying to take the decoys out or anything it was like nah, just leave them down there and but we got the chairs out um Gabby kind of threw, him, the door threw him a little bit, <laughs> ripped, ripped part of the door uh, off a little. Uh, so that took some um, MacGyvering to kind of make it work after that. But, uh, yeah, threw everything out, and Ben did a good job gaffing it and got that one out. And we were talking about this a little bit earlier before we got here, Jake, and how some of the fish were a little bit skinnier than we thought. Yours kind of matched up pretty good. but she, mine, had, she had a big head, though. She did, but yeah. mine was like, and that's uh, you know, with that F one being spawned out, that fish yeah. probably would have pushed almost a hundred pounds, right? If it was an F four, uh, with it, but yeah, it go ahead, cause well, cause mine was like sixty two, sixty three, I think, maybe sixty one. I mean, it was right in there. It was it was over sixty inches, and then it was like forty six pounds, and it, it felt heavier. We we both kind of everybody thought it was a little bit heavier than that, but. To not even break fifty, then we were like, eh, I don't yeah, know, that's a little was, skinny. Mine was sixty-two and thirty-eight pounds. Right. Mine was uh, on the uh, on the on the program, you know, because uh-huh, like <laughs> the keto, keto. guy <laughs> is, a, is a keto sturgeon. Uh, I mean, when that head came across there, uh, it, it, you know, and that head was big, like you yeah. said, just thin fish. You know, the a number of them that had come through there, but there were a number too. We talked to as you know, feast or famine. You know, either. Some are getting in, or they they got all the cookies hidden someplace, yeah. and, and the other ones are uh, just uh-huh. trying to forage for the best they can uh, with it. But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know what that is. That some of them are so big, and then others are just thin like that. Because 
I mean, people will speculate and whatever, but yeah, it, it was a, a thinner fish than what we originally thought. But I mean, we've said this multiple times, like you and I are happy no matter what size it is, as long as it's legal. Like we just, and we've been very fortunate. Yeah. We're just to, happy to have any, any fish. And I, mean, I spear too. Very, very yeah, good fish. Some really good ones. And after I was, I didn't see, I've seen before I speared my first one, I only saw one other one and I missed it when I was 12. Yeah. And then I went six years without seeing a fish. And, uh, well, then I made up for it with the last three years. So, but like I said, we're pretty, pretty excited. I mean, even you spearing the 90 pounder and right. Yeah. And I, I did run into, well, one of my buddies, I called on the phone and talked to him cause he had speared one and I called to congratulate him and, and I won't name any names, but, uh, uh, a gentleman that we both know, he got his first fish this year, uh, 30 years, 30 years yeah. he's been spearing, you know, and he's, uh, he's an East shore guy and, uh, you know, spears with a bunch of different people and stuff like that, you know, and some people are like, well, you know, that's his own fault. He should blah, 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 blah. But yeah. I don't know how many times have you been next to a shack, you know, and, and, uh, you know, they get a bunch of fish and you don't see a fish, you know. So this year, you know, sitting with my wife, I mean, I I know for a fact we never had a fish come through us, but Jack missed three, you speared one, we speared one out of Jeb Shack, but, uh, you know, Sarah Shack in there, we never saw a fish, you know, and that, that happens, you know. It's just, uh, it's just the way it goes, you know. And uh, the third weekend then I ran up and, and uh, we ran up out of Artie and Eddie's and uh, decided to uh, finish up uh, the season there and uh, up by the river and uh, ran into a guy as we were putting our shacks down on, uh, we had that snow day, so on, on Thursday, and uh, we put him in and, and getting everything set up and cut in and talked to him, and uh, he spirited his opening weekend. 49 years that was his first yeah. fish in 49 years so. that's and there are, there are stories oh yeah <laughs> what, what 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 is it when do you quit you yeah. know and to me uh i give people uh props for doing that and and continuing to come every year and and do this and and, and um and they don't give up as opposed to you know somebody every year spearing a fish um you know and I, I just, you know, for that guy to come every year and, and, and try to, and he was that second guy, he was coming from Burnwood. So, you know, he's, he's traveling, you know, around from that Shawano area, you know, coming down and, uh, I've seen his truck many a times down here and, um, you know, he was, he was excited. <laughs> he said, just like the hand of God yeah. had pushed that fish right through his hole <laughs> and, uh, gave him the opportunity to spear that he was so excited to tell us the story and, you know, I had my gloves on because we were getting ready to cut in, and I pulled my glove off, and I shook his hand, and I said, boy, I'll tell you, that's a lot of intestinal fortitude and, and love for something that you do, and, and you know, not to see, uh, you know, those results as far as, you know, you know, getting a fish, but every year going out, and, and this is it, and, and, and I think it makes it just that much, for me, I probably would have blown up, you know, you know right <laughs> yeah, there, just, so just, ex, just exploded. Uh, with with excitement, probably some tears too, uh, with it uh, in it. But uh, just uh, it's something else. Uh, you know, we talked about it before. You got you know deer hunting, but sturgeon spearing. If you're into it, you're into it, and it's and it, you know, you get in deep too. Well, we talked about it too. Like you can do a lot of scouting and whatnot in that house, but when it comes down to it, you're cutting a pretty small hole in a giant lake yep. that they need to swim through. So yep. it's 
it's not just you're gonna go out there every year and spear one unless you put in a lot of time and you know where they are and you risk a lot of uh sketchy ice conditions to get close to where they are but yeah yeah i've thought about that a lot with all kinds of different hunting and i mean just anything in life really it's like any amount of success is going to have some amount of luck and then another amount of effort and depending upon yeah yeah. and depending upon you know what you're talking about it could be a little bit more on the lucky side or a little bit more on the effort side or whatever but um with sturgeon spearing you definitely definitely need a fair amount of luck no matter how much you put in with the scouting and the preparation even though that can help um but man i i i really hope we don't ever go anything close to 49 years that's <laughs> that's like more than twice as long as we've even been alive yeah i can't i Three mean I, I can't even imagine i it, can't it even go, imagine it goes by quickly well and then it's, you know things you'll end up with a paradigm shift you know things will change and eventually uh you know uh you get married you have kids of your own and then you know you take a back seat and you know, getting everybody else out and getting them going and and uh, trying to get everybody else that that opportunity because you've you've done it you've tasted right. it you know what it's like and 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 to be successful like for us it's you know our my whole family spears now my wife right till the bitter end I mean we had one coming in and on panoptics and and I thought this was it we were going to close the deal and just like that boom you know and it kind of turned and we ran out of time but she was still giving it to the end and and that that makes a difference and it isn't. Uh, when are you coming home? How long does this season end? Uh, what are you doing now? Uh, we've already been to Wentz, you know, and now, now, you know, she's into it. She loves it. And, you know, and this next year, I hope that we get her first fish, you know, and she's been at it for a while and, and that, and, and, you know, to give her, I know she says, you know, it isn't that big a deal, but I know when she gets a fish, you know, she'll be, she'll be off the chain. She'll be, right. uh, hooked for life and and getting out there and she enjoys that the kids do it as well and it it makes for it makes for an easier sport for for me um because i don't have any worries because i know everybody's out there and we're all doing it you know whether we get a fish or not that's irrelevant just having fun making stories and and uh you know, and, and cherishing in those stories. Remember that time Sturgeon Spearing when this happened or that, or when Gabby ripped the door off, <laughs> you know, and then dad's there on the weekend, you know, getting it all back together again and, <laughs> and, and making sure everything works and that. But, uh, yeah, it's all, always stories. And that's some of my, uh, my best times more so than the stories we're telling today about getting our fish. It's just the stories and things that happen jack in his sock feet and wonder yep. what the heck has been going on in that shack. i don't know i don't get yeah. even the i mean gabby always brings like a pair of slippers to throw on and oh of you the boots. gotta get you gotta get comfortable you gotta no, get in there you just the keep heat the boots rolling. on oh, you keep the boots God. you keep the bibs you keep maybe you take get your, your coat off and that's about, and, no and, no no and just enjoy life you oh know? my gosh oh gosh. i don't know about that my, Jeff, go ahead what? I was just gonna say my favorite part of your video is probably your hair. My hair, I know. I, mean, I didn't realize like you that just either. Woke up. Well, I did. Uh, I mean, I I didn't realize that when I until I watched it back because you know I had a hat on most of the time and then I've kind of been growing my hair out now and so then when I like am looking down over the hole, there's my hair just kind of like flops out. Just, comes yeah, in the frame. Just crazy, going crazy out there. But uh, well, you know, we got the hat back on. And, <laughs> You know, it was all good. But so before we tell your story, um, we talked about this a little bit with Joel last week. But with the panoptics thing, do you think there's anything to that where they look like they're coming right in and then next thing 
you know, they're turning away? Like, do you think that's a panoptics thing? Do you think it's something I, with the hole? I, I don't think so. I, I think what it amounts to, and in, in, in the one thing that we got to realize is we're, we're the hole. So we're staring at this hole, and we see the fish, and we assume the fish is coming for us. But that fish is just, you know, just what, looking for food. Yeah. You know, and it's it's going here and it's going there. Now, there may be something down there. Maybe maybe it runs across. Now, the one I speared came right across. I call them the snowflakes, you know, that yep. siding, whatever you want to call it, yep. that lays flat, but right across. Never, never, you know, stopped or ventured or turned or veered, just coming right across. So I think sometimes we look at it and say, hey, why did they turn away from my hole? Like, uh, you know, that was the destination they were going to. And then all of a sudden they decided to turn away. Right. Could be a myriad of different reasons. Food over there, something else, uh, whatever reason, you know, they're coming, they're coming. And all of a sudden they turn away. So I, I don't know if we'll ever know the answer. You know, we fish with our, our we, we use our, our sonar that we fish with, uh, perch fishing and everything else. They make the same ticking noises. Uh, you don't spook the fish there. Um, you know, I think it's just uh, sometimes it, it works out and sometimes it doesn't. And I think sometimes we just look for answers why that fish didn't come through our hole. Right. And, I, you know, you you see now. And the one thing, too, you know, with all this technology that's out there, um, you know, hey, I saw 15 today. I saw 22 today uh, on their electronics. Right. But never came in the hole. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I like to turn that electronics off and I like to, we like to fish what's called ignorance is bliss. Yep. And then we keep peeled to the, to the hole. Um, you know, with, with mine, my son's turning the pan optics. He's over there turning the pan optics. I'm sitting with him. I'm supposed to be with my wife. And she said, you know, go sit with Jeb. You know, he's, he doesn't have anybody sitting with him. And, and so uh, I said, okay. I said, but uh, don't yell at me when I spear his fish, you know, <laughs> kind of jokingly, you know, right. as you say it. Right. And, um, you know, so I get over there and uh, what didn't he have? He didn't have a skimmer and the top of the hole was all kind of dirty and everything like that. So then I went over by you guys and I, I got grabbed a skimmer. I knew there was an extra one in there. And yep. so I brought the skimmer over and I cleaned the top of the hole because I like to look down when you can look down. Um, I mean, that's the best. I mean, sure, <clears throat> using the camera and things like that to, to whatever, but there's nothing like seeing that fish come across those pipes or that fish when you can see it, if you're not using any pipes or whatever, or come to the decoy um, just to see it. You know, it's just like, I, I don't mean to bring this up, but uh, deer, usually you, you get something, you can usually see them, you hear them or whatever. It's It's kind of, it can happen, but they don't sneak up on you like out of the blue. But like bear, I mean, you can be looking, and I mean, they they just you never hear them. You would you would swear to goodness, uh, two hundred plus pounds, three hundred pounds, four hundred pounds, five hundred pounds. It would be in. You would hear smashing and crashing and banging and whatever else. But all of a sudden, you turn around and there they are. You didn't even hear them come in. Uh, you know, obviously sturgeon, you don't hear them. Um, and all of a sudden they appear out of nowhere. And I mean, that's just the excitement of it. And I think that's what, you know, caused me, you know, in the video, I'm apologizing to my son because he hasn't speared one yet. And there's his dad, you know, <laughs> father of the year right there, you know, well, he's down and over on the side of me and he, and he's spinning that panoptics around and he's looking at that screen. He's not looking at the hole, you know, and then the concern is, you know, and of course, you know, I was quick with the trigger, but you know, 
to try to get him to train his eyes from the screen to get back down to the hole to see something that just crossed a pipe, you know, and now it kind of goes in that no man's land where it's, it's camouflaged with the, with the, uh, the bottom of, of the lake and that. Yep. And I saw that fish come in and I said, I said, and he's looking over there. He's like, we don't see anything yet. And a friends of ours, uh, Supley's had, had Dave Supley just had spirit of fish and uh, I remember in the video, my son saying, you know, that that, that could have been us, Yep. you know, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, you know, maybe it could be, buddy, you know, you just got to let things play out. Um, and all of a sudden uh, he's looking at the at the screen there. And I said, there's one. And he's, <laughs> he says, where? And I said, right there. And I, I threw the spear uh, real quickly and I said, I got it, you know, and I, you know, I have been very fortunate as long as i can see him i've never missed a fish uh camera spear and that's a whole other uh, ball <laughs> of wax there i could might as well throw the spear out the window uh or the door of the shack for us uh, sometimes i just if i can see it I, i'm good i can lock onto it i get that camera and you're looking up there at the screen you got everything marked out you've been through it a thousand times you're quizzing yourself you're ready you're prepared and all of a sudden you see that big rubber nose come on the screen and and i i just i get sturgified i just <laughs> i have no idea what's going on i'm looking down i'm where do I throw? Where is it? You look here, you look there, and it's just, yeah. You know, I'm just, I, you know, we're. I think you're a little calmer uh, in your Too videos, calm. a little cool and collected. Um, you know, you got that kind of mind and that. Uh, um, uh, my uh, my niece's husband, Mackenzie Nick, um, you know, uh, may or may not have forgotten to buy his sturgeon uh, spearing license. Uh, he had a lot of stuff going on with work and stuff like that, but he's another one too, where, uh, you know, I think he, you know, figures out the hypotenuse and gets it all <laughs> dialed in and he <laughs> figures the right angle and he yeah. dials it in and, and he lets it go and boom, he's got it. You know, where me, it's, you know, I could have 37 spears and I'm like the coyote trying to get the road runner. It's never <laughs> going to happen. And the TNT's blowing up on me every time, but if I can see it, it's good, you know, and it's, and that's what happened. And it, you know, Nine years. It was nine years. It was a hiatus. I, ironically, it just coincides with my upper river. Before that, you know, I had a, uh, you know, a good streak going too. Might have been, you know, like uh, two kids sitting on a couch saying, you know, how good this is, and we're spearing them every year. And then all of a sudden, you hit that dry patch, and it just slaps you right in the face, and you realize, you know, that uh, you know it doesn't always happen. But when it does, it, it's it gets pretty sweet. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I felt bad, you know, I kind of downplayed everything, you know, didn't get as wild as I normally get. And cause I felt bad, you know, my son was, <laughs> I could see the, the look on my son's face. He was rejoicing. He was high fiving me. He was glad, uh, for me. Uh, but it, as a father, I thought to myself, boy, you really, uh, suck. Um, <laughs> you know, cause I, you know, it's just so quick. Uh, and I don't know. Well, but, I mean, uh, like you said though, like, you know, if you would have waited and then had him try to get his eyes back onto that and try and find it, you know, even, I mean, thinking about if you wouldn't have been sitting with him in that moment, if he would have been on the panoptics, because it wasn't showing up, he he didn't see it. Yeah, when he was spinning it, he He, he eventually found it, I it. think, yeah. maybe, but like... He's, yeah, he said, when I said there is one, and he must have spun it around or whatever. Right, but, but so... It, had he been by himself in that moment, then he maybe 
like would have spun it around and found right. it and then maybe not been able to see it down the hole or didn't I, see it at all and it went right, right through you know so, so. I, I think you know it was as good as it could have been really it it definitely there's a lot of ways that it could have ended with nobody getting a fish so i think right. the fact that anybody got one there is probably the best case scenario can't really be too upset by that and i know jeb wasn't he was pretty yeah he was jacked for up that, so and we didn't uh, rip the door off either you know we <laughs> nope. kept that intact yep. there so that's always yeah that yeah. was i remember that phone call and you know me i get uptight because i want everything to go well for everybody and then all of a sudden i'm getting questions hey this door here it's coming apart <laughs> Gabby took the chair and, and you know and, yeah. and ripped you know part of it off but we got it fixed and it's all ready to go in that so just another story. Uh-huh. Just another story. Add to the long list of stories that we've been racking up over the years. And um, where was I going with the, the – there was something with the door. I don't remember. Something with it. But it's all good now. We, we got it repaired, and everything's back the way it should be. Um, yeah, was there anybody else? We talked about ours. We talked about Jack's. Any other notable stories? Because I don't think there's any I was around for besides the three of ours. Jack's, I wasn't out on the ice at the time. It it was For our group, it, it felt a little bit light this year maybe. But we were also, um, you know, maybe a few spears light at times too. There was other stuff going on yep. and things. Yep. And, you know, it's we got to do what we got to do. And, you know, so it's obviously there's other things that, have to come first sometimes so it's totally understood but um i mean we we made the most of it everybody on this couch got one so that was yeah that was pretty pretty cool is another one of those things that we think about that is a little bit unheard of like our first year but then um you know joel told stories or michael tells stories about 15 fish getting speared uh, i think yeah i think joel was telling that one about you Yep, in a group that you had that you just uh, were stacking them up. I just, yeah, uh, and I and I think that's, you know, it used to be on your patron's license, you got it automatically, and now you pay uh, separately on that. And I think that might have been uh, some of it. Uh, it just, uh, you know, you, you had an opportunity for people that hadn't speared before to get them to to come and spear, and and I've you know you know you had your uncle that got the you know even though he wasn't there, it was his shack three fish in one day mm -hmm. and those were some heavy hitters yeah you know, ours were along that uh 50 60 inch range 40 inch range you know that we had come through but i mean it was it was so crazy that year i mean i am it's unbelievable it never be anything like that if there is uh, once again i'd probably self-combust but uh <laughs> i i would be explaining to people here's what you need to do i remember kevin phillips playing his day he was one of them and I said, okay, here's what you need to do. These are the chairs. You're going to sit down. You're going to look into the hole there. And, and that was a, a clear year. And I said, these are your spears here. And how's he going to do it? And he goes, hey, there's one. And I said, hey, stop screwing around here. I'm taking this seriously. He says, no, there goes one right now. And, and sure enough, we turn around and one comes sailing through. And I said, okay, sit down. That's your lesson. And uh, he sat down. And, I, and I'm going to say, uh, I don't know, 45 minutes, hour later, boom, he had speared when it was out. And uh -huh. then his buddy, uh, uh, Eric Lamberg, uh, was, was next on the docket. And he came down and, and uh, gave him the same lesson and the same scenario in that. You know, and Joel, he's still over there <laughs> in his shack, like 75 yards, 100 yards away, you know. And he's, uh, you know, 
no, I'll, I'll be fine here. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know. So <laughs> the next person comes in, and you know, same thing again. And then finally, Joel's like, hey, you know. So there, there again shows, you know, you got somebody a hundred yards away from you, and uh, and their fish are piling in left and right through that hole. But for whatever reason, uh, using that corridor, but not a not a single fish did he see come uh, through his hole until he came in and finally uh, joined in on the mayhem. Uh, uh, so to speak, and that was something else, you know. But uh, that—that's one of those things where you, you know, you—you you, know—you later on in life you just talk and you laugh. Remember that time we had this, and there's all those stories out there, just like your deer hunting stories. But for whatever reason, you know, sturgeon spearing is just uh, the stories are are a little bit sweeter, and um, you know, so many neat opportunities, you know, and um, you know when you're. I remember uh, what was it last year? Brandon Aaron's and his wife uh, speared uh, fish. You know, the husband and wife combination there, too, uh, did that. And I know, uh, I don't know how, how that all panned out. I know he got one again this year. And a number of people that you see in there, then they post their fish in that. And, you know, and everybody hashtag this year to try to win $500 gas uh-huh. card. I don't know when they're drawing that. I see a bunch of hashtags out there. <laughs> yep, yep. You know, and I didn't put my fish in, uh, you know, social media. And no, no reason, you know, of it. And then. I saw the hashtags out there and I threw my fish in. Then, of course, <laughs> that was like on the last weekend. Then people were like, hey, you got a fish, huh? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with it. So, but yeah, neat opportunities and that, you know, and with us with sturgeon spearing, I'd like to get to that sturgeon stampede, but, you know, you're always in a rush of cutting in shacks and doing different stuff and yeah. and things like that. But, you know, there was a, that, that festival went on a, as well and, and did, did well. Um, you know, and then our ice fishing team, we helped out, uh, tear down for battle on Bago that second weekend. So Saturday night after, after spearing, then took a bunch of kids up and we took everything down there and, and, uh, you know, that festive festivity was going on as well. And, um, you know, then they always, you know, end up, uh, you know, getting some money back to us, you know, in our program and that, which is great. Uh, you know, the kids really enjoy um, that and being able to buy more equipment for ice fishing. It's just neat to get the kids involved in that. It's, it's pretty awesome. Um, but we got after panoptics, we got, uh, snowflakes and stars and, uh, and pipes and that, um, you know, I think one of those, it's just, um, I like to see the bottom. Yeah. Even if I'm in dirty water, I like to see the glow of the pipe. So if I got something that comes across it, but there are those that are steadfast and no pipes. Yeah. Um, well, and, it, and that's, it. you know, that's. It was along the lines of the panoptics thing because some people swear that they can see them and it messes with them and they don't want to come in. And the three of us that speared one this year all had those, you know, whatever you want to call them, the X's or stars or snowflakes, whatever. We all had them on the bottom. I love. Wasn't them. a problem. I mean, I've I've had fish too. Uh, when I used to do the pipes, the PVC pipes. Yeah. Uh, I've uh, you know Joel told that story too, where all of a sudden the pipe starts to move, and I mean it's moving and it's really moving, and that fish is just plowing the pipe, but you're trying to figure out now which pipe is it plowing. Right. You know what I mean to <laughs> yep. turn that pipe. So it 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 depends, and I'm sure sometimes they might get spooked by it or not get spooked by it. You know, there could be a myriad of different reasons other than, uh, you know, there was another sturgeon down there and said, "Hey, Charlie, come on, let's go this way," and then all of a sudden, boom, they go that way or whatever. Right. Uh, ends up happening. It's whatever you believe in. Yeah. 
and you feel comfortable with and you feel that's what it's going to do. I mean, that's all part of getting you ready and prepared, uh, you know, to harvest a, a fish. Yeah, 100 percent. I like them for the most part. If you can see the ripples on the bottom, then they're probably not going to go down for us, though. I mean, if it's that clear. Yeah. But other than that, maybe, maybe not. I love it. Our stars have there's six of them, so they it lights it up like crazy down oh, yeah. there. But we wouldn't have speared a lot of the fish that we have speared in the last couple of years if we didn't have them. Well, so no, I the one that I speared this year, you can see it really good with the star down there. But without it, I I mean. I don't know. That and and I like using that flat material because yep. it, it nestles into the mud, mm-hmm. but then right. that surface area is still there yep. for you to see it, and it works out nice. And, and like you said, I put six on uh, a few of them we did. We cut them a little thinner. I've, I've got some pretty wide. You know, it, it does take, you know, like, uh, you know, like our mason string and stuff like that we use to get them up and a good pair of gloves because once you unearth them out of there it's still a lot of yeah they're heavy uh, uh-huh. of uh drag to get it through the water and and to get it up but uh, kind of suction down a little yep. bit and everything but we we got to circle back because you said there was a fish that got speared that was upside down on the ice and this was before jake got here you gotta tell that one again yeah, that that was with uh, one of my former students. Uh, he was like, he was sitting with a guy. Well, sometimes they'll come up and rub the top of the ice. But I think what had happened was that one had it had been speared in the head, whether it had come up and was dying, but was still sucking oh, the bottom right. of the ice. Um, I don't think it was deliberately like sucking the bottom of the ice. <laughs> it wasn't for like like Christmas I think it, vacation no, kicked by a mule. <laughs> I think it was kicked by a mule. Eyes go cross <laughs> yeah. and falls down fall well. Eyes go straight, yeah. vice versa. But uh, um, that's what I think happened. And that one had a big chunk out of its skull when he he showed it uh, showed me uh, the head because um, uh, Jax had the the two in it as yep. well. And Can that you even was imagine? that was unbelievable. Yeah, somebody's heartache, you know. But like, oh, you're just sitting there, and then all of a sudden, you see the belly of a fish come through your hole. He, they actually saw like the the coming through the side there. If it was like the lips and that off to the side, he actually oh had gosh. to get down and then spear, you know, almost parallel to the bottom of the ice to hit it because so it was crazy. it was that high up there, you know. So when they just got a glimpse uh, of it cutting the corner of, of their shack Jeez. and then they had to, uh, had to spear it. Um, so yeah, that'd That's be crazy. Tough. You know, and I don't know if something like that, you know, would, would, uh, pick up, uh, or not, you know, I'm sure with the panoptics you would be able to do it, but you know, a lot of times it's just looking at the hole you got that center holder. You got to have a, somebody on the other side that's looking, you're not over there or you're taking a siesta or eating chips or something like that. Uh, Terry and those guys never see that fish. That fish is still swimming in, yep. in, in mm-hmm. Winnebago. Yeah, so 100%. it's just being at the right place at the right time and keeping your eyes peeled. And it does, you know, and your eyes do play tricks on you after a while. And then when you think you see one, but it's not one, but you, you jerk and, yep. and react and people look at you and you try to play it down. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> or something comes in like a, like an eel pout uh, right, comes right. rolling in or you, you get a different fish that comes in and, had had a large schools of perch yep. uh, that came rolling in, and usually that's synonymous. You know, it's one of those um, old time went uh, sayings. You know, where there's where there's perch, there's sturgeon uh, in there. So you got always got all those different kind of uh, uh, tails that go in uh, with it. But 
Yeah, it was de- definitely uh, one one of our more memorable seasons. Uh, to you know, having the equipment helps out too. Um, I mean, what, it's like planes, trains, and automobiles. Only it was snowmobiles, UTVs, four wheelers, <laughs> yeah. people in sleds. I mean, however you could get out, uh, you could possibly get out. Uh, you know, it just it was tough. And then trying to get back over that crack. And sometimes we went to the east shore and dumped it off and brought everything around. So it, it was whatever you could do it. And uh, yeah, it wasn't you know trucks. You're you're rolling out in trucks. You're pulling things. You're here, there, and everywhere. And now it you know it takes a lot more logistics that are involved. We have Argos out there as well. We had a, uh, several different Argos I saw out there. Yeah, that one uh, the one that was fully encased in a cab. You know, I, I've Jeez. got a smaller Argo, and I've taken a look at the price in those cabs there. And he had one of those lar- larger Argos with a specially made cab for it too so you know it's a it's a lot invested uh in the process oh, yeah. uh, as well but uh well we've got a few more real quick here because it's getting kind of late so the ones that the one i speared and the one i speared last year and then the one you speared this year our spearheads didn't come off and i think the reason mine haven't the past couple times because i'm not pulling on the rope hard enough to try and make it come off yeah you gotta give it is a little it, jerk and i think sometimes it's a you know you're apprehensive because if you jerk too much right because you don't want to you don't know you gotta, how it's hooked in with there. those and and you can adjust the tension on those on those ball bearings mm-hmm. there's that little screw right there right um you know we went through and cleaned them all up uh jeb and i did and then sprayed them all down and made sure that they re- they released decent yeah but you you can and then you know and that rope is tied on the end of it you just got to give that a pop and that'll pop off and that'll be something that uh that you can always try um you know with it i mean is it something you want to try to do you want to try you want that you want to try to get the head to come off then you're not Uh, fighting with the handle in the hole yeah the handle in the hole i mean it hasn't been too much of an issue yet but well you get one that really fights though yeah jeb speared that one uh on sunday uh, they figured probably was around a hundred pounds, and and he hit it in the back tail, and then that head was notorious for not detaching, and that fish, boom, skyrocketed right to the top of the ice, and then smashed down on that ice there, and then prized that bar and boom, popped you know popped right off. Now that bar is not there anymore for leverage, and it just has the head. You may have a better chance of of, of keeping right. it, but in the same token, I've seen people pull up uh, things and they just had it under the skin with one barb, and yep. they were able to bring big fish up too. So if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. But you would ideally like to see that that head detach, right? And that's something you know you just to get used to uh, doing. Um, and then sometimes if you need to do that, um, you can just loosen that up just a little bit so that that piece of metal doesn't have as much pressure on that on that divot in there too well something that comes up uh every now and then um we obviously like our our spears for the type of spearing that we do but um harpoons those can be an option at times i know (laughs) a lot of people sometimes like if they're up river where it's shallower water they might try that uh but then you only have like one tine there is that something It, it, to me, I was almost thinking in a way it might be like shooting a turkey with a bow and arrow, kind right. of, where it's like it's much more effective to use a shotgun, but some people like the challenge then of trying to get close with a bow. Is that something you'd ever be interested in? 
I think the harpoon would be that next level thing, like shooting a uh, a bear with a bow. Yeah. Um, uh, I know, like Mike Roloff, he uses a harpoon. Jim Price uh, uses a harpoon. His harpoon that Jim Price has got is just phenomenal. I mean, that thing is machined down to the tolerances that uh, it's just a friction fit. That head is just a friction fit on there, you know, so that wow. that uh, he's able to just, you know, for lack of a better term, it's almost like a suction where it just pulls right. apart like that. Um, I know uh, several of the Mookies spearfish with, uh, with a harpoon. Uh, they enjoy it, and then you know, of course, then you got the other people that you know, whatever that limitation <laughs> is, you know, they got a cage that goes down uh-huh. as well. Yeah, it's neat. I think I think uh, it it's up there. You know, it's kind of Fred Bearish, if you will. Yeah, to be able to spear with a harpoon to take it next level, I I definitely think it's something uh, to take a look at uh, down the river. Uh, and speaking of river, and that you know. Uh, knock on wood, you know, I shouldn't jinx myself. Next year will be nine years for me uh, for uh, my upper river. I'll have points in, so the ho- hopefully. Now, I may just have jinxed myself, but uh, <laughs> I thought last year with eight years there was a good possibility, but it didn't yep. happen. And so hopefully this year with nine years uh, uh, to be able to go up. It's just a great experience, uh, upper river. It's just not only the amount of fish that you potentially could see, not only sturgeon, but just, you know, gar fish, uh, uh, carp, I mean, all different types of fish. And you see them come in and swimming in schools. And it's, you know, one heart attack after the next as they breach, <laughs> breach your hole. And it's a lot more activity. Right. Uh, you get to see. And, and when you get something in of decent size and you're in, you know, four feet of water, maybe even three feet of water, um, it's unbelievable oh, when it comes in like that. And you're just like, there's you know no doubt uh, you can see what you can see so if you do end up with an upriver tag next year i might have to take a couple of days off of work we might have to like do a video kind of like our first one even like our second one just go like more movie quality yeah. just like really go all out get the drone up it. just i, I mean just go crazy with it Everything. Well, terry might pull too yeah mm-hmm. he's got he'll have eight so if nice. not next year two years yeah mm-hmm. That would be awesome. And and like I said, it's all they take so many. I think from seven, from eight, from nine, it and because uh, like um, I know um, some you know group in our group that that we spear with, she drew hers at seven. Yep. When I had seven, and then and then uh, some that I knew drew at eight when I had eight. So right. hopefully nine is the is the magic number for me, and uh, and we can because uh, you know. Things will work out well. I may have a number of days where I can spend up uh, sturgeon spearing next year. Yeah, and uh, so we'll if everything works out uh, that way, that'd be great. So, so um, with uh, spearing, kind of, I mean, it's done now. We've got a lot of time before next year. What's going to be up next? I know Jake and I we're we're kind of ready to do some shed hunting, and then we'll be turkey hunting before we know it. Um, what what's going to be cooking now that sturgeon spearing's over? I got six to eight weeks uh, that I can let my foot heal there because I, I broke, true. My, broke, I fractured my foot, yep. my right Jeez. foot, uh, sturgeon spearing. Bit of an oopsie. Yep, moving bridges, uh, UTV bridges, and we flipped a bridge, and I flipped it onto my foot, and I, <laughs> I broke the metatarsal on oh. the top of my foot there, a crushing injury. So I just had saw the uh, podiatrist uh, today, and uh, she explained to me, you know, hey, your age, you know, Another six to eight weeks, so <laughs> it's, it's March a little bit. But, yeah, turkey hunting's uh, coming up. 
uh, getting that ready to go, uh, you know, and always looking, um, not only shed hunting, but just looking on your land for, yeah. um, for sign, you know, prepping for, uh, the, the next bow season. There's always something to come along. Plus it's, you know, four sturgeon shanties at home that I go through and get those all ready to get those put away. Then you got a boat to get out and get that all ready to go and get things fired up. So it's always something to do. Uh, in that in the whole process it, it's what keeps you going yeah mm-hmm. from season to season and there's always people you're going to run into and see and that's in large part it's what i really enjoy is just the the camaraderie of the people whatever you're doing uh being out there in the wild sharing what you you love and and enjoy uh with other people and the stories that you tell uh around the campfire uh you know at the local establishments or wherever and sharing information and and stuff like that that's always been a a fun thing to do yeah absolutely do we have anything else are we ready to let sturgeon spearing just a just a a final shout out to all of the clubs and organizations that work tirelessly to make sure that uh that we're safe that uh the season's safe and and uh that everybody comes home and and is able to share in that again you can't say enough to all those fishing clubs support your fishing clubs Mm -hmm. that are out there they really work hard to to do a lot and this year was really tough and to be able to put the bridges out that they did put out uh to get those things out or if i can't say they really did put those bridges out but there were private bridges that were put out but um it was it was something. It was a lot of effort that went in day in and day out, and and people that did that. You know, my co-coach Zach went uh, really went to the nth degree uh, this year, and, and getting everything going. And that that guy, he had an upper river tag, but he was on Bago every day, making sure everybody was getting out safe and that. And then, you know, very selfless uh, acts that he had uh, for a young man. And there was a number of them that. Uh, we're in there, you know, uh, that did did a number of things to help out. A lot of past fishing st- uh, club members of students uh, that were out there doing that uh, as well uh, to facilitate in that. But I, I see that young generation that are, are beginning to be, uh, be involved. And I know Joel Warner had said that too, and getting involved in your local organizations, you know, younger people and and uh, taking part and helping out and whatever you can do and the time frame you can put in to make things a little bit easier to kind of pay it forward and and pay it back there's a lot of great opportunities out there and a lot of organizations that would love to to see you help out as well but once again thanks a lot for those uh, fishing clubs out there that uh do that on a regular basis yeah 100 percent makes a huge 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 difference mm-hmm. anything else buddy no. We're good to go. No, it's, sorry, I was late. No, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, Mike carried the team, so thank you, yeah. thank you, Mike, yeah. for coming back. Not a um, problem. Awesome, awesome sturgeon spearing season, and and thanks for everything that you do for getting all the shacks ready, and you know having all of the shacks for all of us, and giving us that opportunity. Um, you know, obviously Zach did a, a bunch of work for us this year, but um, year in and year out, none of us would be able to have the opportunities that we have if it wasn't for you so thank you for that no you're um, welcome i just enjoy seeing people see yeah, things i think i gave I know. you a couple of choice wax on the ass when you got that fish <laughs> yep i was so jacked up it was so exciting uh-huh. to, to see it happen so uh yeah and you know what you're hooked for life you know mm. you'll never uh, go away from it and you know and, and do it absolutely well thank you for yep. being here next week we are talking 
deer hunting, um, specifically scouting this time of year. So we are probably going to be done for the most part with sturgeon spearing. We're going to let it go until next year, um, aside from maybe a little mention here and there, but we're ready to move on. So we got some good stuff coming up, uh, a couple of new guests lined up as well. So it should be a good time. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, we got a lot of good videos still coming out, so you don't want to miss those. Um, thank you guys, and we'll see you next time. I think uh, just Ooh. one last thing. I think for next year, uh, for an episode podcast, uh, you know, it's like after the hunt type of thing, is maybe different food preparations of sturgeon. And maybe like a sample example that we we maybe move to like a, a kitchen type of yep. environment it's if it's possible. Yep. Well, we got to get Colby on that. He's yeah. got some stuff he's cooking. A cook. Okay, he, he's All a right. big chef now. Yeah. I think. All right. So we'll get uh, we'll get Chef Colby involved uh, in the process. But uh, everything from sturgeon eggs to, you know, uh, we had Zach add a little garlic this year to Ooh, it. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was to the to tasty, the caviar. To the caviar. And then, uh, then just all the all the different ways to to prepare it. Maybe, uh, maybe we, you know, the listeners here they start uh, sending some of those recipes, uh, and we can uh, possibly uh, try some of those uh, for the following year, and then uh, do a taste you know, test. Do a taste yep. test of everything. That'd be great. I would enjoy that. Absolutely, it's another great idea. That'd be awesome. All right, all right. Are we good. Yep. Good. All Thanks right. a lot. Thanks, guys. Yep. Bye. Peace.